Oh, Miked Up Mondays. Hashtag <laughs> Mondays on the mic. Chiggity, chiggity, we're back. Are we back? We're back. Are we recording? We are recording. Oh, I'm nervous. I'm out. Real, <laughs> real Vets Podcast. Bam, 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 real vet. Yeah. That better be your intro. Brought to you by Tip of the Spear Real Estate Team. Tip of my spear real estate, my team. Powered by Keller Williams Realty. Indeed. Well, I forgot what I was even talking about. Okay. (laughs) Refinance. So so the big idea with refinancing tip is basically um, you have a loan, right? The bank has uh, the bank or whoever your lender is, whoever's loaning you that money, you're paying them back, but they're making a little bit of money on how much you're paying back. That's your your interest, right? Interest rates fluctuate depending on what type of loan you have, what type of home loan you have, what type of whatever you're doing, you know, what your credit score is, your debt to income, all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of different fluctuations um, with that stuff. When it comes to home loans, usually, you know, our um, our interest rates lately, especially for VA loans, have been a lot lower than uh than than average, right? Substantially lower than average. I think average is what the hundred-year average is like seven, eight percent, something like that. We've been sitting at, for VA loans for about the last year. Par's been around two-ish percent, between like two and three percent, something like yeah. that. Wow. I mean, back in the in the eighties, they were in like thirteen to eighteen percent. Yeah, exactly. But houses imagine back that. houses back then also used to cost like eighty grand. Well, yeah, no kidding. But <laughs> yeah. can you imagine paying like more interest? <laughs> yeah. Than like. I mean, you are at the beginning of the loan, any loan, right? You're paying more towards interest than you are towards principal. Right. So Um, could you imagine going from like a 13% mortgage down to like even a fucking 5% mortgage? How much money you'd be saving? So the thing is, usually when you do, uh, when you do a refinance, you start the clock over and for like a regular 30 year fixed rate mortgage, um, you're basically starting that 30 years over again, right? VA loans are uh, are special in that we have what's called the IRRRL or the VA Streamline Earl. Refi, the Earl, whatever. Yeah, there's whatever you want to call it, um, <clears throat> and that they don't need to. That the lender doesn't need to check your, uh, you know, your work history. They don't need your W2s. They don't need all the typical paperwork they do. It's super freaking easy. You just refinance it and it costs you it might cost you a few thousand dollars or whatever that they'll they can just tack onto your loan so that you're not coming out of pocket um you know there's a bunch of ways to do it so when we bought our house um my wife and i bought our place in 2018 and we had we financed uh five hundred and fourteen thousand dollars of it something like that right uh 2019 well our interest rate then was, I think, like 4, 4.125, something like that. I think it was about 4%. For conversation's sake, we're going to say our interest rate was at 4%. Sure. Um, <clears throat> we freaking refinanced a year later at 3.38, right? Thinking, fuck, dude, that's an amazing rate. We ain't going to get that anywhere else. Let's do it. Pull the trigger. Let's go, right? And then a year after that, we refinanced again at 2.25, now knowing, like, there's no fucking way we're going to do better than this. Right, so we were able to go from four percent on a five hundred fifteen-ish thousand-dollar loan all the way down to two and a half percent, two and a quarter percent, excuse me, two point two five, and we're saving like almost seven hundred dollars a month. 
Oh, damn. That's just, a lot. That's huge. Just in doing that. Yeah. Our, our mortgage now is, I think, 26 a month. We were paying 33, mm-hmm. 32, 33, something like that. So, I mean, worth it, not worth it. I would say it depends on, I mean, our, our loan was pretty much brand new both times that we refinanced. You know, when we when we did our 2019 one, we started that 30-year uh, ticker over again, but we're only a year in. Same thing when we did it in 2019 or in 2020, we started that th- that 30-year ticker again, but we're still only a year in. You know, and and you also got to <clears throat> consider think about like, yeah, you're starting to clock over, but in most cases, the actual cost of the the, the cost of doing the earl is truly only. You know, fifteen hundred bucks. I'm throwing a number out there, but it's relatively low. So, depending on your lender, do your depending research. on your lender, right? It's all <laughs> right. it's all make, different. But make sure you shop, shop around, and get the, get the best service and the best product that you can with the best rates, right? And so, to pay back that fifteen hundred bucks, I mean, that might take you a year, year and a half, whatever it is, to to kind of get that return on investment. Yeah. Um, of course, you got to people consider all of the closing costs. You've got prepaids, and you've got to pay, you know, upfront and to build up a new escrow account and yep. pay your principal interest taxes and insurance. Taxes, everything. Yeah. But that's not actually a cost for the the refi. Yeah, that's just money you're going to pay money one way you or have the to other. Pay one way or the other. Right. And when you refi, you also get back money that you have in the current escrow account. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes, you have to build up a new one, but you're going to get throwing a number out there you're you're gonna get two or three grand back yeah depending on depending depending on what time of year it is what your purchase price was what the tax rate is and like say we're talking about san diego we're in freaking good old california one of the highest tax rates in the fucking country so sucks in that regard but also for our escrow tax accounts we get a lot back especially if it's towards the beginning of the freaking tax season you know what i mean okay anyway um so, Justin, you just refinanced. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we went through uh, Kyle. Okay. Because so he did our original loan and everything like that. So, he was already yeah. previewed all the details. I basically just sent him an email saying, let's refi. And he was like, all right, cool. And that was pretty <laughs> much it. <laughs> and when you say Kyle, which uh, company? Kyle is Melvin it? with Align Mortgage, right? Shout out. Right yeah. yeah. And like defendantownit.com. Yeah. 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 He's been. Uh, He's been pretty stellar, pretty very knowledgeable, very accommodating, and uh, yeah, nothing but good things to say about. Would be him cool if he showed company. up to our podcast every once in a while, <laughs> Kyle. Yeah, Man. this seems like the perfect podcast for him, right? To be fair, nobody invited him, so. <laughs> oh. <I know. laughs> he's, all, he's all dogging on him. I know. He even him. That's right. Shh. You should just, he just should know by now, right? Just telepathically, like, exactly. hey, man, you should just come on over. Kyle and I have been working <laughs> together for long enough. Now he should know to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how long ago was it that you refined? A couple months, a few months. I think it was like end of last year, actually. So the year, the loan, we'd had it for about a year. Yeah. I think when we refined. I don't even remember the closing costs. Like, literally, it was just kind of... Like I didn't, so I wasn't aware that the VA loan actually had a simpler process for refining than a like traditional loan, yes, or an FHA loan, which is why it was so easy for us. Because I literally said, I just do the refi, Kyle. Cool, yeah. done. Here, here's what it costs. Here's what your new uh, mortgage payment is, and everything else. Also, you get to skip a payment, so yeah, that team. helped a lot. Right, even cooler. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and then. Uh, 
Yeah. Only thing that ended up coming up was they adjusted our mortgage for taxes for the next year. Mm. And it pretty much brought my payments back up to yeah, where, right where it was at. And that's not that's not anything on the lender or anything. That's the fucking the state. good old government mm, yeah. just doing yeah. what they're doing, trying to take everybody's money. And, right. and, 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 yeah, unfortunately, it really has to do with the timing of when the refinance is happening, depending, mm. on, depending on the tax. You know, taxes are due twice a year, right? Mm. So for them to build up, they've unfortunately... That but yeah, I mean, I mean, it wasn't like I said a big deal because ultimately I I got my house at three and a half, so it was already pretty good. Yep. And then we refied at two and three quarters. Nice. So That's great. Save just, a couple hundred bucks a month. Right. And then yeah. I got now I have to pay that in taxes. But at the same time, like that taxes is all you know stuff money I'm gonna have to pay anyway. But now ultimately I'm paying less in interest on the loan, so it's less money that I'm really losing out on. Yeah. Amortization. Yeah. Right. So. Did they break it down saying, okay, over 30 years, this is what you're going to pay less than how much it saves you? They yeah. probably did, but I just didn't see it. <laughs> just, cool, it's done, whatever. I'm moving on with my life. <laughs> well, I mean, that big of a jump, you're easy talking six digits and savings over the course of your loan. If you stay in your house for 30 years. You know right, I mean? right. Damn. If you pay that thing all the way down. Significant. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot, man. Pay several hundred bucks a month in freaking property taxes. You know, it's going to bring your payments down a lot. So, uh, Jake, when you decided to refinance, what made you come up with that idea? Aside from being on, aside from being in the real estate world, like, what was the trigger that was that was slow, steady squeeze that made you uh, decide to freaking um, go forward? Uh, you know, I, I don't want to sound. Um like money is, is everything, you know, it's not, but it comes down to money to me, mm -hmm. you know, in the long run, it's the financially smart thing to do. Sure. I got three kids married, you know, provide them shits most, are expensive. All they, of those things you just they're, said, they're expensive. They're, they're expensive. <laughs> it's all hell. Yeah. Right. If you want to do the math for 18 years, bare minimum that they're, they're in the household. Love my kids to death, but if I can, don't if I they can say, pinch, I love my kids to death, but if, if I can, if I can save money and, and, you know, pull money out, you know, and save it, I'm going to do it. Right. Totally. I mean, it's, it's a no brainer. So did you do a cash out refi or did you just do a uh, streamline? No, I did a streamline and I, I refinanced mm -hmm. at uh, 2.25. Cool. You know, so I was at, what was I at before? I was at two. So I've refinanced twice on this home. I've only, dude, you've lived there for like five minutes. Yeah, I've only been in this home since uh, July of 2019, so almost two years, not quite two years, and I've refinanced twice. So I was at 3.25 originally, or three, it might have been three and a half, and then I refinanced down to 2.75, mm -hmm. and then I refinanced down to two and a quarter. Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to see and better than two and a quarter. I mean, yeah. I don't know for sure, but... 100%. You know. That's that's a pretty fucking insane rate. So it, it's just a no-brainer. Yeah, mm. you're restarting the clock like you mentioned earlier, Brian. I get that, but it just makes sense. Like, I plan on being in that home till a long time, so it makes sense. Yeah. Like you said that earlier in your loan, too, it's not making really right. a whole lot of difference. Right. If you're at 100%, if you got 10 years left, 
and then you refinance a 30-year yeah, yeah, interest no, like, with look, what you have left. That's a whole different story. It's not necessarily right? advisable to refinance when you've paid off 20 years towards a loan, and mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I'm going to go refi. Unless you, you do like a 15-year with right, a way, way lower rate. You, exactly. Yeah. But like, do the math. Do your homework. Right. You know? Unless you're taking money. You know, there's, there's so many different scenarios, right? But it's, it has to make sense. So you guys had me mentioned cash out refi and a streamlined refi. Can you talk talk on those and so, describe that? So a streamlined refinance is just another term for the VA interest rate streamlined Earl, right? Interest rate reduction refinance, uh -huh. is that right? Loan, that's just another name for it, right? I have never actually taken a cash out have you taken a cash out, Brian? No, but a cash out refinance is just like you're getting a you're financing you're a brand new loan in your pocket. Uh, well, it's it's that, but it's like you're financing a brand new loan on a house that you already own, right? So, where the VI the VA uh, IRL loan just reduces your interest rate and restarts your clock, super cheap, super easy. VA is the only type of loan that can do that, as far as I'm aware, unless you go to like a hard money person or something weird. I don't know. There's a lot of different things that could happen, but for typical like FHA, you know, conventional VA, like your typical ones, a lot of places do like USDA loans, like rural areas, stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> if you're going to do a cash out refinance, you have to do the whole entire loan process, That's just like you're difference. buying a new home. Yeah. That's termite. You know, if you're if you're a VA, that's termite, that's getting an appraisal, that's doing all kinds of extra stuff, and that ends up costing you substantially more. So not I'm not trying to fucking say it's a bad idea because, you know, to each their own. If you're in a place where you owe like 200 and you have a house that's worth like 500 and you want to pull like 30 out to, I don't know, debt consolidate or you want to build a, you know, 10,000 square foot outbuilding on your giant piece of property that I'm going to someday buy, I swear to God, um, <laughs> you know, something like that. At that point, you know, it makes sense. But the, the biggest thing with all of that stuff if that's something that people are considering doing is to talk to a loan officer you know and talk to a loan officer that's not just going to jump at like you know oh yeah i'll do it for you give me your information let's do it talk to a loan officer that's going to say all right let's sit down let's have a conversation about what this looks like financially for you so again kyle melvin at align mortgage <laughs> hit him up hit him up shut yeah. up Dude, Kyle, you're welcome, bud. Bro, he, he has free advertising right now. With us every time. What? I mean, okay, but also he's kind of shit hot at what he does. So. Man, he's got this wrapped around his finger, doesn't he? Yeah. He's not even here. I it's know. True. We're just plugging him. Just, just sending him all the people. He should. He should at least pay for our beer. He should at least pay for our beer. That's yeah. the least he could do. Okay, Kyle, we're we're gonna okay. We're gonna send him. The link to this podcast, Nick. You need to listen to this, yep. Kyle. You got homework. You, you are one hundred percent responsible for buying us beer now. <laughs> Just send him a send him like an e signed document too. Huh? Like, a, like a, have it in writing. Hey, bro. I just need this. I just need yeah. this quick signature from you. Yeah. All it says is buy me beer. Yeah. And buy then me sign beer. Sign here. <laughs> and, and, and talking about numbers, um, talking about kids and, and how much you you put in. I don't know if this is true, but the last that I've heard is in California to to raise a child from birth to 18 years is going to cost you $1 million. Fuck, I need to get the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
So y- you need right. at least three million dollars in the bank. Bro, you're gonna give me a heart attack. Expensive, dude. Fortunately, that's that's spread out over 18 years, so we could do the math on that and see. Are you uh, are you reconsidering leaving your Cush government job, dude? Nope. Because I would never be able to get to three million or even a million. Yeah, fucking a, true that. That's funny, insane. Yeah. Never say never. It's a mind-limiting belief. Right. Oh. Yeah. But fortunately in real estate, there's no limit. Yeah. It's up to you, right? True. It's up to me. It's up to us. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, A lot of weird things happening with the real estate market, speaking of which. um, I mean, we've had this fucking explosive growth over the past year or so. I'm curious to see what's going to happen next. Curious to see when the shift's going to happen. And you know what? Honestly, the good thing for our team is that we typically, and we mostly work with buyers. You know, most of our clients are active duty or veterans. Most of our clients using VA loans. Most of my client, most of our clients are buyers. And a lot of those buyers are first time home buyers, right? So for us, because of how just super expensive, just ridiculous, not expensive, but uh, competitive, just how ridiculously competitive the market's been lately, We've had to fucking come up with some wild shit to figure out how to get offers accepted, and we're doing it. I mean, you know, we've we've done a couple of fucking uh, think tanks or, or what do you call them? Fucking Seminars. Brainstorms. Mas- mastermind Brain, group. Yeah, Brainstorm masterminds, sessions. brainstorm sessions, that kind of shit. Yeah, I hate we've that done term, it. mastermind. Yeah, you're right. Why? It makes but. me feel so smart. Wait, hang on. What, what's a, what's it, a, what's it a never It never lives up to the hype. We're going to mastermind. And then you're like, so what did you guys have for lunch today? <laughs> no, like, what do we call it? Uh, the, uh, war Room? The War Room? Going to the War Room? Yeah. Like fucking. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. So that the, doesn't so live up to the hype either. <laughs> phrasing aside, we've had a lot of conversations about this, and we've been able to figure out some, uh, some cool ways, some really uh, creative ways to get our offers accepted for our clients. So it's kind of cool. We're, we're pushing forward. You know, we're, we're judging through some thick mud right now with our buyers, but we're figuring it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So some of these ways have been, and no shit, bad bunny tickets. And uh, what? Brian, Brian's waving me <laughs> off. Apparently I can't swear on the real vets now or something. Bad bunny? T- you say whatever the fuck you want, but we don't need to give away our trade secrets. Right. <laughs> right. But I, I, I didn't say ours. I'm just saying... <laughs> oh, other people have offered Bad Bunny tickets. I don't. What is Bad Bunny? Bad Bunny's a, like, I think he's a mumble rapper or something. But ah, yeah, so no, he's a person that mumbles into a microphone. Yeah, I could be a mumble or, or, rapper. Dude, there's another source of revenue for you. I, I know. know. I don't know what you're waiting for. So, yeah. so <laughs> that's a good point, dude. Okay, I'm gonna be a mumble rapper now. We've also figured out that I'm just going to we're gonna film me critiquing ASMR videos of people eating food and shit, and I'm just gonna sit there and... And then you could double dip by making your own ASMR videos. Oh. And then reacting to those videos. Dang, dude. So so let's bring this back and let's let's make this... What are we talking about here? Let's make this relevant. So we won't... This sounds like a foobar, not a real vet. I know, right? So as, as per requested from Brian, we, we won't uh, give away trade secrets. Oh, so, right. So, well, but agents have, agents have offered Bad Bunny tickets or, or uh, the naming of their firstborn. 
<laughs> yep. you know, so so let's have you let's burn into this let's have you critique some uh some bad agents of course we're not going to name them but some critique some bad agent moves bad agent moves let's 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 go yes that but we'll also break it down to bad agent moves with within the count or within the offer Okay, so a submitted I've offer. seen I've seen some funny shit, right? Uh, and and do tell to me, you know. Again, some of them are funny. I try not to be too critical of other people's work. I don't like to talk shit about how other people run their business. It's I think it's fucking bad juju or whatever. But I have seen some creative shit. One of the things that I saw on one uh, on one offer was that somebody was gonna buy the sellers a taco party. Yeah. Like, oh, nice. I like that. Yeah, have fucking, hey, we're going to throw you a party. We're going to fucking cater tacos. Like, we got you. We'll throw some tequila in there. It's going to be great. So that's creative. Do you think it's a bad or a good idea? It's a good idea. How I, can that be a bad idea? I mean, idea? shit, I'd be sold. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it, right? I don't think tacos are ever a bad no. idea. Right. <laughs> Personally. And that's why we're friends. Right, exactly. Unless, unless the seller's allergic to, you know, beef and he didn't know it. Then you don't want to live in that person's house anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I've seen that. I think that's fucking awesome. Okay. I mean, that's thinking about it realistically it's like a couple hundred bucks so is that going to be the determining factor well if you're like counting pennies and you're in a you know in a lower uh a lower price bracketed market than we are in san diego that could absolutely be a determining factor like you know if you're if you're negotiating a hundred and ten thousand dollar house and like i don't know oklahoma where 110 grand buys you freaking you know, uh, McMansion on 50 acres. Right. Yeah, taco party might be a big deal. You know, Ooh, I, I just mean? thought of something too. So sometimes listing agents will, will put, hey, do not submit a love me letter sure. or, or yeah. a letter to seller or anything like that. But you can do your research. You can find out if someone loves tacos or not. And then you put that in there. That's a <laughs> little, taco. That's a little wow. something to, yeah. to, you want to talk so, about being creative. We'll get there. So I talked. We'll get you there. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So I talked about this on a previous episode when I was on last, like a year ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like two years ago. Yeah, you got to know, like you got to know your your enemy, right? You got to know the other side of the table. Do your recon. You got to do your recon and figure out what you can about the sellers, right? To be able to push forward the best offer you can, right? So if that's if that's like helping to pay for like the seller's uh, moving costs up to like I don't know eight grand whatever you know what I mean if they've got a pretty large house you can help pay for their moving cost you can buy them a you know a dog cat I don't know you know <laughs> there, there's there's a million different things you can do right yeah one can, one thing that a lot of agents are doing now offer to buy the seller a puppy yes <laughs> who doesn't love puppies that's a low man. blow. Who doesn't love you know what you know who doesn't love puppies monsters yeah oh. commies and monsters that's it. exactly i'm sorry i should have given you the opportunity to answer that but you're right they're, and they're one and the same so yes <laughs> you are correct sir a lot of things that we're seeing is um free rent back yeah you know yeah yeah or like if they've got a pool in the back no that's for the buyers so i'm excited for uh, our team has our team's come up with such just crazy creative ways to get offers accepted. You're welcome. 
You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> when when this when this shit shifts and we turn more into a buyer's market, we're gonna have so many freaking tricks up our sleeve and chef figured out like you guys are work you understand we're cutting our teeth in a fucking with buyers in a heavy seller's market. All of this stuff is gonna come to nothing but an advantage to our clients in the future when the market shifts into a more of a buyer's market and we have you know now now our clients have all the freaking leverage in the world to be able to get done what we need to get done for them you know so negotiate our little panties off i mean shit we did we negotiate our little panties off for you didn't we absolutely yeah <laughs> that was fucking amazing yeah that was that was good shit that was almost like a a dumb Sellers move too, right? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Trying to sell a fucking view for fifteen grand. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and the, and the that's thing is, still cheap. And they were saying, know. well, the the difference is, they were saying this place has a much better view than the other one that has the exact same view. <laughs> okay, I got gotcha. you. No, it doesn't. It was the same fucking house. Like it was funny, dude. So he lives on. Justin lives on a golf course, right? Badass condo. It's fucking one of the coolest condos I've ever seen, honestly. Um, he's got uh, he's got a little pond, one of them little fucking golf course ponds. Like, what is it, like 100 feet from your freaking patio? Yeah, probably less. Okay, 80 feet from your patio, <laughs> maybe? Probably, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's an easy walk, for sure. It's got turtles in there, which is cool. Dude, I counted, like, when we were all locked down for the pandemic, and I was furloughed off work, we would go out there and walk uh, in the middle of the day. I counted, like, 40 turtles. Are you serious? On that fucking bank. Damn, Not dude. even kidding. Don't swim in there. Yeah, right. Those things are dicks, aren't they? <laughs> Speaking of dicks, they'd probably eat it. <laughs> yeah, right? You go swimming in that Jump fucking pond. by. <laughs> you yeah. used to be, Alan. Now you're Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the situation with him, the listing agent was, I mean, up and down about this house is worth more than every other condo in the complex way more valuable it's got a great view it's right on the golf course all of them are right on the golf course it's got a bitchin view all of them have great views i love it when <laughs> like, you say that right on the golf course yeah yes there's 50 others that are on the golf yeah course. all of them are <laughs> all of them are anyway um but she was i mean convinced up and down the value's there this house is worth way more right than the other ones that sold that were pretty much i would say the exact same fucking but or at least maybe not the exact same but very similar to your place right yeah, absolutely but for some reason she was convinced beyond any reasonable doubt that hers was worth or that that property was worth way more so we were like you know we count we sent an offer at less than what we thought it was worth she countered at their list price and then we countered at where we thought the property was worth. And she countered at their list price. <laughs> Obviously, she's not like helping us at all, nothing, any whatever. Anyway, but um, <clears throat> so we were like, you know what, let's get creative here. We said, we'll pay your list price, but if there's a little appraisal, the seller agrees to price reduce down to the appraised value, no lower than where we thought it was worth, right? And I sent it over to her and she's like, well, what's all this? And I said, well, you know, if you're, if you think that it's going to appraise that value, you know, there shouldn't be a problem. What's the concern? What are you worried about? Right. She was like, yep. Playing she was like, okay. Yeah. Love it. She's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think we're going to have any problems with the price. And I said, all right, well, 
then this should be no issue for you, right? Let's do this. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got freaking tickled her ego, dude. I got her good. Guess what? Tide notice, water. Notice the tide water. Yeah. I was like, fucking do it. <laughs> so Kyle. Uh, so explain what tide water is. So, sure. So tide water means that, and it's it's only another thing that's only with VA loans. Tide water means that the the appraiser thinks that the property could potentially be below the agreed upon, or the value could be below the agreed upon purchase price, meaning that um, then or with VA loans, the fuck dude the what am i saying here the loan i know i speak english so basically the va is only gonna uh only gonna allow a loan to the either to the value the appraised value or the agreed upon value whichever one's lower right if they're the same you're good 100 percent financing easy day if you come to if you have a low appraisal the va is only gonna or only gonna loan to that appraised value no more right the buyer could come up with the difference in the money there's a million different scenarios to circumvent but whatever point is that it's not going to freaking they're not going to give you any more than what the property appraises for um the unique thing with the va is with va loans is that uh, an appraiser wish you notice the tidewater tidewater means that the appraiser doesn't agree with the purchase price and that they're saying you need to show me comps proving that it's worth this much money right um you have like i think two or three days i think it's two days to send them a property grid showing you know where your house is worth the same or your place is worth the same based on these right. comparable sales blah 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 anyway um from there the appraisal will or the appraiser will uh determine or give their determination of the value right give their notice of value and then that's where it is and that's it um you can elevate it up if you still disagree and we're actually working on that right now with another client but that's we don't need to get too far into the weeds on that so um you know, we got this offer accepted. All of us, you know, um, Justin and his wife, myself, Kyle, our lender, we're all just waiting to hear about this notice of Tidewater. So, you know, appraisal comes in, or appraiser, you know, does his thing, comes back. Fucking sure enough, Kyle calls me one day just laughing his ass off. <laughs> I was like, what's up, dude? Wait, what's so funny? And he goes, guess what? I said, what? He goes, we got notice of Tidewater. I was like, ah, that's awesome. Anyway, it was pretty funny. Um, the agent was absolutely <clears throat> heated about it. Like, well, we can go. It's it's totally worth this much and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, here, you know, they're going to send you a property grid You or a, uh, whatever. You just, you have to fill this stuff out. This is how it works. Show them comps. The appraisal will take it into consideration and make their determining value, whatever. Um, there were no fucking comps to justify that high price that she said the place was worth. There were no comps. We knew it the whole time. Sure. So the property came back. The, the, the notice of value came back right at what we said, no lower, the no lower than price for the reduction. It, it came in exactly where we fucking thought it was coming. Seller had no choice but to price reduce. These guys say, what was it like? 15 grand or something. It was 15 grand, yeah. Yeah, which fucking go team. That was cool. <laughs> right. So, um, and the, the agent, <laughs> I feel bad for her, honestly, because uh, the, her client was her fucking mother-in-law. <laughs> and her mother-in-law, after selling that place, was coming to live at their house with them. She's going to live with that decision for the rest of her life. <laughs> <laughs> so, So I don't know if you can touch on this or if you want to, but... So you described the good part of Tidewater. Mm -hmm. Can you can you describe the bad part of Tidewater? Absolutely. We can. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So 
that was a situation where Tidewater being invoked was helpful to us, right? Uh, one thing that's difficult right now about the market is that, or about you know buying in real estate, is that a lot of properties are being sold for above what you know comparable sales will dictate what the value looks like, right? So let's say we get into we get into escrow, um, you know we put an offer in that you know might be higher than what the property's worth or you know maybe it's at what we think it's worth and we can justify the property value whatever you know we've been in all all of those situations we get notice of tidewater and we're like what the fuck man we have comps all day to figure that out or to justify this send in our comparables the appraiser says mm, nope i don't like them i'm gonna say the value is this much money right yeah the problem is if we if we don't have that agreement made already which is a very difficult thing to do the way the market is right now to get somebody to get a seller to agree to the way the market is seller has pretty much all the leverage in the world yeah. um, but it's very difficult to get them to agree to something like that nowadays and also if the if the buyer which typical military buyers don't have hundred thousand dollars just laying around you know most of the time you know especially for first timers especially for like you know the lower enlisted ranks that are you know typically like you know newlyweds that kind of thing where they're just you know starting their bah they don't have a ton of money uh you know pigeonholed somewhere um notice a tidewater might be a killer right that could be something that like oh shit we better figure this out and we you know we can send our comps and send what we think the value is and if the appraiser values that property low, um, that's a tough situation because now the seller, well, a couple things are gonna happen here. Number one, the, the way the VA loan works, you have the ability to walk away. As a buyer, if it comes in low, even a dollar low, you have the ability to walk away because every VA loan has an escape clause, right? Um, but <clears throat> let's say that buyer wants the house, is willing to pay that much for the house, is good with the mortgage payments at whatever the loan amount is, we think we can justify that property all day, or that price all day with our, you know, comparable properties. But the appraiser still says, "Screw you guys, this is how much the value is. It's fifty thousand dollars low, or twenty thousand, or whatever, however much low it is." Right now, there's a couple of things that can happen. Number one, the buyer could cover the difference in cost, which at like you know twenty, thirty thousand dollars, even at fifteen thousand dollars, a lot of people don't have fifteen grand just laying around. You know what I mean? So that could be a deal killer, right? The only thing that you could do at that point is hope that the, the uh, seller is willing to reduce the purchase price down to the appraised value, right? Might be able to talk the lender into paying some money. You might be able to get all the other parties involved in like doing some kind of credit, but ultimately if the seller's like, nope, I'm not gonna net any less than what we agreed upon, that could be a deal killer. Now the veteran just lost their home, you know, now the, the seller just lost their sale, you know, and typically in this market, that's fine because the second they go back on the market, they get 15 more offers put in and, you know, they're probably going to get more money anyway on the next one that maybe is going to waive the appraisal. But, you know, the part that's fucked for our clients, for our military members, for our veterans and stuff is that we have these appraisers, right, that are essentially acting as um, as gatekeepers for home ownership at this point with the way the market is because they're not taking market consideration or market conditions into consideration a lot of them not all of them um, you know they're 
doing whatever their own thing is and there's no real continuity with how an appraiser is able to or how an appraiser has to work, right? They have a set of standards, but one appraiser can say, this house is worth $400,000. And another one can say, this house is worth $450,000. And you know how the way that you determine which one is right is by which one is assigned to the loan. That's it. That's it. So no continuity in what these guys have to do. A lot of times when you try to fight VA appraisers and you try to say, hey, dude, that's bullshit. Here's here's." all the proof in the world to change your mind, they might still tell you, pound sand, I'm smarter than you, it's worth this much money. So now we, we're creating the situation, especially here in San Diego, where we're in a market that the rental market's insane, right? You can't get a rental to save your freaking life. The housing market's insane. Uh, a lot of our clients are getting beat out time and time again by conventional offers, people that have a couple hundred thousand dollars to put down, blah, blah, blah all that stuff, um, people that are willing to spend way over what we can justify price-wise with an appraiser, right? Taking taking an appraisal into consideration um, and our active duty service members are just getting left basically up shit creek without a paddle, you know? Um, I think it's a disservice. I think it really is a disservice to, Absolutely. The, to the veteran community. Um, you know, there's... I know a couple of our clients that have been absolutely boned in the ass by this and are now couch surfing because of the fact that we had this great house that they were super excited about. The appraisal came in astronomically low because the appraisal had a fucking bad day that day. Actually, this particular situation, the listing agent decided it was a good idea to pick a fight with the appraiser, which, I mean, come on, man, common sense. (laughs) You know what I mean? So now my clients are couch surfing and we've probably put 15, 20 offers in on other properties hoping that we're going to get into something. But if every property is going for 10, you know, 10% over its value, how are you going to be, how do you compete with that? You know? Oh, and on top of that, just to throw this out there with that particular situation, we fell out of escrow. Those guys were back in escrow two days later and sold for $20,000 more. Wow than what we were in escrow at. So tell me, tell me that that house wasn't worth what we agreed upon. If somebody was willing to pay 20K over. Right. Jeez. That's some, that's so, some bullshit. So, it sounds like there was an inside deal going on on the other side. You know, there was something, I don't know. So it's we some, talked about the, the good side of Tidewater, <laughs> the bad side of Tidewater. Um, I'm going to direct this question to you, Jake. Uh, with with these appraisals, sometimes we we hear we hear that they come in low, and oftentimes we hear they come in at value. But do we ever get appraisals that come in higher or way higher? Yeah. So I, I had a um, an event a uh, couple months back. So I had buyers who were more than willing. They had they had money in the bank, right? They were more than willing to cover. The difference to the tune of twenty thousand dollars in the case of a low appraisal, and we were incredibly shocked, both myself and the listing agent. Um, I think the home was originally listed for five twenty-five. I think it was um, two bedroom, three bathroom, and my clients had offered originally like five five sixty-two. I think it was, and then. Through the competitive, you know, competition with multiple buyers, they ended up having like 15 offers. They ended up getting into contract because they were serious, they were strong, ready to go, 
we after countering, we got in the contract for five ninety. Original list price was five ninety five. Five twenty five. Five twenty five. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And they were they're like Jake, we'll we'll put in twenty k. Let's let's see where it goes. Right. I'm like, at that point, I'm like, guys, you're definitely gonna have to put in that twenty k. Okay. And they were sure. on board. They were hundred percent on board. I'm like, okay, well let's go. We'll, let's let's go for it. So we got the offer accepted. Beat out like fifteen other offers. Okay. Nice work. Couple weeks, yeah. I mean, it's it's an amazing home, beautiful home. Had a man cave. I think you saw it actually. Yeah. This cool. is the one. Like Nate, I it think, was it was like an ADU yeah. that they turned into a man cave. Nice. Acceler- accessory dwelling unit, yep. right? ADU. Yep. So they turned it into a man cave, and it was fucking. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. an amazing home. Um, so, a uh, couple weeks go by. We're under contract. We're good to go. Um, listing agent and myself, we're talking. We're like, okay, well, it's just. Hope for the best, right? Come to find out, like, and, and, and good job on the listing agent because she did her part. So it's really on the listing agent to really communicate with the appraiser to give the appraiser what they're looking for, meaning to justify comparables, right? So when an appraiser comes out, they have to compare at least three other properties, right, to that home to justify their appraised value. Well, this home comes back at agreed purchase price. So basically, my buyers didn't have to come out of pocket that 20K at all. They kept that money in their pocket. So the appraisal came back, like what, 60 grand over list price? Yeah, yeah. So original list price, 525. Um, did I say 590, 595? Yeah, so 65 grand. Yeah, it came, it was 65K over original list price. Wow. Both, you know, both listing agent and myself were were pleasantly shocked. We're like, oh, dang. So that was a big win for everybody involved. I mean, buyers didn't have to come in out of pocket 20K minimum. Sellers didn't have to do a reduction in price. Everybody, you know, everybody won in that scenario. So, but I mean, the, the appraisal still came back at the value that you offered, right? It came back at purchase price, meaning it came back at value. Right. right? So what I'm wondering, does, does the appraisal, have you guys ever experienced where the appraisal comes back higher than value? Yes. Yep. I've had that one too. Yeah. Uh, a couple of days ago, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> so okay. we had, we were in escrow with one of my clients. Um, and we need to wait to release this because I'm going to okay. tell some insider information that I don't want the other side of this transaction here until we close escrow. But yeah, we, uh, we're in escrow 565, got the appraisal back, came in at 585. So Dang. fucking stoked on that. Damn, um, that's huge. So one good thing that's that we're going to do because of that, or we're going to ask for, hopefully the other side's cool with it because it doesn't really affect them anyway, is we're going to increase the purchase price but say seller to credit buyer towards closing costs X amount, right? So what that's going to do is it's going to make my, my client's uh, mortgage payment cost a couple bucks a month extra or whatever, but it's going to save them money. It's going to save them that hard cash that he's going to need to, to, you know, come in to close escrow. So get some of that closing cost paid, you know, um, less out of pocket for the buyer, no, you know, it's no sweat with the seller. It doesn't, you know, affect their net proceeds at all. Fucking awesome, dude. So I'm, that's, that's something. That's more that, creativity. Yeah, more creativity. I'm really excited about that. It, we're just, we worked it through, talked to, talked to Kyle and, you know, the defendant own it team. 
and uh, made sure that they were able to do it. We made sure this, you know, talked to the buyer about it first to make sure he was cool with it. He's like, fuck yeah, send it, let's do it. So next is, uh, we gotta get through a little bit of repair negotiations, but once we're done with that, we're gonna pitch that to the other side too. So um, super excited about that one, man. Rock on. That's pretty cool. That increases the value Cheers of this home too, right? You fucking A. Cheers, boys. You're selling it at a, at a higher cost. Yeah, well, essentially. It, it helps the neighbors out. <laughs> right. It helps the neighbors in their uh in their, you know, pricing out. Or their property value should say. Gotcha. Cool. Indeed. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, unless you have uh any more to, to say, I think that's uh that's a pretty good podcast. That was yeah, a pretty was good. That was a pretty yeah. smart podcast. It's solid. Yeah, I think we this get... is like the least fuckery kind of podcast, <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> way to end it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome hey, to the non-fuckery freaking real vets. <laughs> the least fuckery real vets. <laughs> yeah. hey, we, we ended with laughter, so. We did. Good shit. It's good. Let's, Cheers uh, to the next one. Let's take some shots and do a foobar, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you.